everybody. Welcome to the Parkinson's Association of San Diego Microcasts. I'm your host, Jeff Seckendorf, and here today with nurse practitioner Kathy Wynn from UCSD. Kathy's going to talk today about hallucinations, some of the differences between hallucinations and delusions, and some of the treatment methods that clinicians use for hallucinations in Parkinson's. So with that, welcome, Kathy. I think before I get into hallucinations, it's important for me to differentiate the different definitions because people often mix up um, hallucinations, delusions, delirium. So hallucinations in Parkinson's disease is uh, usually visual, So, um, and there's different variations of it. Um, sometimes that is can be confused with uh, delusions. Delusions are a fixed belief that the person has despite evidence that what they believe is not true. So, um, and that it can include paranoia and what we call Capgras syndrome. So for example, um, they may believe that uh, you are stealing from them or my, my spouse is cheating on me despite evidence. There is no evidence for that. Um, Capgras syndrome is um, when you don't recognize the person and they are somebody else. Um, for example, it's very distressing when the person with Parkinson's does not recognize their spouse as their spouse or they may believe their spouse in front of them is actually an imposture. So those are um, forms of delusions. Um, and those tend to be very distressing. Hallucinations um, are a little bit uh, definitely different. Um, as I mentioned, they're generally uh, visual in nature, though we, you know, sometimes people will say they have auditory hallucinations. There's different degrees of hallucinations. So you may have the full formed hallucinations. For example, I fully see your, your um, body. I see the shape of a dog. I can see the color and the facial features. Sometimes they're not that formed. Sometimes they're um, more vague. Uh, maybe you see a shape of a body, but not quite the face. You can't quite tell what they're wearing. And sometimes it's um, something at the corner of your eye. You may see a pre something quickly um, at, the, at your peripheral field vision. You look over and it's gone. Um, sometimes people will also feel um, a sense of presence. They can feel somebody in the room with them, but there's nobody there. So those are the different degrees of um, hallucinations that um, one can experience. Um, the hallucinations, um, they can be very distressing to somebody, especially if they're threatening. Sometimes they're just annoying um, and sometimes it can actually be pleasant. You know, if you, for example, if you see a loved one that has passed away. Um, so there's, it's, uh, some people have insight into it. So they recognize that hallucination is real while other people, no matter what you say, they won't recognize that to be real. And if they don't, do not have insight, that sometimes can lead to distressing behaviors. So for example, if you think you see somebody outside of your window and you think somebody's trying to climb into your home and rob you, you may end up calling 911. So there are the, the benign hallucinations that don't cause any problem up to the spectrum of hallucinations causing problems um, in the person's and family's daily life. Um, so what can we do to support these people with hallucinations? The first thing to recognize is having hallucinations 
doesn't necessarily mean it's a dangerous thing to have. So what we do is we treat it based on how it's affecting the person's quality of life, how distressing they are to either the person with Parkinson's or the family's um, members at home. If they are distressing, um, the hallucinations can be treated. Um, sometimes we need medications adjustments um, or it, the hallucinations in of themselves need to be treated. You, as a caregiver, um, you would want to make sure that the medications were dispensed, uh, the Parkinson's medications particularly, were dispensed correctly uh, because the, the Parkinson's medications in of themselves can aggravate um, or even cause hallucinations. So we always want to make sure that the medications were properly taken, have a conversation regarding how distressing they are, how... Um, how much do, do they need to be addressed from a medical perspective? But otherwise, let's say if they're benign, they're not causing any issues. The main thing that I always tell people is to monitor for safety. As learn, long as the person's safe and not distressed, we can actually leave hallucinations alone. Um, for, so if somebody starts climbing a ladder, trying to you know, catch that, that spider that's in the corner, that is an example of of issues that um, where safety starts to get compromised. And that's when they really should bring that to a healthcare provider rather than just keeping it um, quiet at home. Now, the key to hallucinations too is to ask. Because sometimes if you don't ask, people will blame the hallucinations on an eye problem. Oh, I think it's my glasses. My glasses haven't been updated in years. Um, I think something's wrong with my eye because I have cataracts, so it must be the cataracts. So we always ask caregivers um, to pay attention to see if there's any unusual behavior, maybe them talking to somebody um, that's not in the room, if they're acting on something, particularly if their safety is being compromised. Um, Strategies to dealing with uh, hallucinations. Again, it depends on how uh, distressing it is to the patient. Sometimes you could just leave it alone and let them hallucinate, especially if they find it pleasant. Um, if um, they if the hallucinations start to cause issues, um, there's really no one-size-fit-all reaction because my the caregivers are always, how do I react to the person? It really depends on how they respond to you. For some people, if you tell them that's a hallucination that they're seeing, they may respond to that, while somebody else might actually get more agitated and you might actually, actually escalate the problem by telling them it's not real. So it's a trial and error process of trying to find out what works for the care partner and the person having the hallucinations to find what strategies work for them and what strategies don't. And again, if it starts to escalate to the point it's getting distressing, and um, there's a uh, quality of life is compromised, it needs to be uh, addressed at a, a medical level. So bring it up to the healthcare provider. All right. Thanks, Kathy. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Be sure to check back for more episodes of the Parkinson's Association of San Diego microcast. And you can always find us on the web at www.parkinsonsassociation.org. All right. We'll see you all next time.